0: Well, another week. <laughs> you probably already know what I'm gonna say. Another week without an intro because our fans failed us again. <laughs> well, we got a little something for our fans at the. Uh, I guess we'll talk
1: about it at the end of this episode. Now, I'm. My only question is: Do we know that there's multiple of them, or is it possible there's only one? A single fan. A single fan, because that's the way <laughs> the way it seems like with our, our interaction with them. Well, right?
0: we, well, that's the thing. We have statistics, so we know there's multiples. Uh, of listeners yep and so like obviously you can't you know point fingers at anybody but like there hasn't been there's been some people that have kind of interacted here and there and but it's funny because it's like it's like in school when the teacher asks a question yep. but no one puts their hands up
1: like you, you hear everybody saying oh well, i love i love the podcast guys well where where are you where are you then like so I actually think that, to me, this is a prime example of the bystander effect, which we see a lot in society, and I think Bond would be able to touch on this a lot more. But it's the classic it's the classic example, right? Everyone maybe even knows the answer to the question, but no one puts their hand up to ask it because, what, they're afraid to look stupid? Is that is that why they don't want to put their hand up to answer the question? Yeah, I was a kid. I never uh, put my hand up in but, class. But you always knew the answer. When I knew the
2: answer, I'd put my hand up. Okay. So but I, I, I was not, I wouldn't. If I wasn't a thousand percent sure of the answer, I wasn't that kid putting their hand up. Because you know how the, every class had like those couple kids who just they no put no their hand what, up. They, would say something. they put their hand up every time, no matter what. And good for them, because they got everybody else out of that opportunity where the teacher kinda just stared at somebody when no one would put their hand up the teacher would stare out and pick somebody random. That was the worst. So yeah. thank you to all those kids in school who they put their hand up when they had no idea what the answer was. That
0: actually gave me just major PTSD thinking about that. Just sitting in those <laughs> stupid shitty desks. And the teacher would be like, oh, Matt, what do you think? And you're just like, (laughs) fuck. (laughs) And like, what is is worse to say? Uh, Like, trying to figure it out. Like, there's a couple ways, like, I played it off. Like, I would sit there and kind of just, like, pretend like I'm computing and calculating in my head the answer. And, like, they're just, like, looking at me with a blank face. And I'm sitting there with my fingers on my chin, just staring at the blackboard as if I'm going to figure it out. Or you have to go with the classic, I don't know. And the, and the worst part is, like,
2: you just feel the sweat, <laughs> like, dripping down your back when you're just like, I don't know. Well, teachers knew, too. They knew they'd always pick on the person who wasn't paying attention
1: just to make them feel yeah. like a bigger idiot. Well, and I think because I think teachers, they can actually see what's happening in the classroom, right? Like, when they're teaching, they can actually see. Yeah, with their see eyes. It. They're witnessing yeah. what people are doing. Uh, so I can just touch on this a little bit because I actually did uh, a stint out in Calgary as an English teacher for international students at summer camp. And uh, I will say, for me, whenever I'd ask a kid a question, you literally, like, you don't even care what they say. You just want them to say anything that isn't, I don't know, just to hear that they actually, that their, I guess their brain is like they're alive. You know, they just want to hear that they speak at all. But, uh, yeah, it can be definitely tough in your shoes when you definitely don't know the answer.
0: I actually want to ask you a question about that trip. Yep. Uh, You've told me a story before, and I think the listeners would like to hear the story. Yep.
1: Can you tell me about the time when like, he, like, lost a kid oh on a hike? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I can tell the story, but we definitely cannot say the name of the camp because not only would the camp be shut down, right. but everyone there would probably... Lose their jobs. In, like, well, I think even maybe sued, maybe possibly arrested. What I'll do <laughs> is Noah's already given out the location of where this camp was. Hell I'll great. actually edit that out. Okay, perfect. So, basically, to give you some uh, perspective, are we, do you want to dive into this right now?
0: Yeah, a Okay,
1: so to give you some perspective, this was a summer camp in Calgary, and we would have students from all over the world, and they'd have varying levels of English proficiency. And the students would be anywhere from the age of like 6 to 20. So just a little fun fact, um, I was 20 years old at the time that I was the counselor, and one of the things that we were advised was to misrepresent our age, just to uh, kind of like increased legitimacy as a teacher and as like a someone who's an authority figure because if you're 20 years old you probably wouldn't be listening to someone who's also 20 telling you to go to bed at 10:30 p.m because you're at summer camp um but yeah basically we ended up taking the kids some of them some of them were from so some of the countries were like vietnam japan all over europe we would czech republic germany france spain italy um and china and taiwan and all the kids you know like different some of them would have better english than literally than literally you oh yeah yeah <laughs> okay. i'm not gonna say bond because bond i think is actually very well spoken uh, but some like don't i'm not saying that you're poorly spoken i'm saying they had good like they spoke very well um and some of them couldn't speak English at all and that was the whole idea they come to summer camp and they would they were always no matter how good their english was when they got there when i was done with them after 30 days their english was significantly better <laughs> oh. So, anyways, this was one of our activities that we would do is we'd take the kids into the mountains, and we'd drive from Calgary, and we'd either go... There were two options throughout this day. You can either go... We'd go to either Lake Louise, and you can go horseback riding around Lake Louise, which is absolutely phenomenal. So, considering
2: you didn't want to give out any direct information about this camp. You're really making it uh, easy to <laughs> narrow down this camp.
1: Yeah, you know what? There's nothing... I Like, it's summer camp. I'm sure this happens at every summer camp. Okay, so, so I don't need to edit anything out. No, you don't need to It's anything out. Okay. It's all, it's, um, if anything, I'm actually probably doing a good sale for the camp. The camp is awesome. Um, Except for what happened on the night well, of that was September 19th. <laughs> well, the was a summer camp, so it wasn't September. It was an, it well, was when's in, the last day of summer? I think the camp ends August 10th. But anyways, um, so... <sighs> This was this was we were at Lake Louise. There's two options: you do horseback riding Lake Louise, or you can go up to the Athabasca ice ice field. Okay. Bond. Columbia Ice Fields. Columbia Ice Fields. Thank you. I think there is an Athabasca one. They're really close to each other. Yeah, it's near Tabasco uh, airspace. So, anyways, what we were doing is we we were waiting. So the bus would drop you off at Lake Louise, and when you're done that, it would go up to the Columbia Icefields. which was about a four hour drive, and then come back. And the excursions were supposed to roughly be around the same time. Um, but oftentimes you're doing the horseback riding at Lake Louise, you have to wait. And what ended up happening was we had about, I think we, we told the kids, we were like, you have one and a half hours to walk around Lake Louise and the compound, like do whatever you want. And then we got to meet back up here and we got to go wait over there. What ended up happening was when we regrouped all the kids, I'm going to take a lot of responsibility. This. There was about six teachers involved, six counselors, and I was probably mostly responsible. We ended up regrouping at the spot that was about a 15 minute walk from, um, from Lake Louise, the Chateau Laurier-Fairmont. And I remember we were just hanging out probably for like three hours, maybe three, four hours, and everyone was having a good time. We are just waiting for the bus to come back. And all of a sudden, someone's just like, where is Annie? So we're using names now too. Well, the thing is, I don't even know if that was the correct name, so it doesn't even really matter. (laughs) But all of a sudden, we're all looking around, and it's like, I can only imagine a parent how bad they feel when they lose like a child like something but we were sitting there and we were like it had definitely been three or four hours since anyone's seen this person and it's hard to keep track but the only reason it was so bad was this was our like literally probably the whole summer the student with the most beginner level english and i remember just like we disbanded maybe all the teachers we ripped back to the uh, lake louise and i think we brought some like the smarter kids whether some of the better english kids and like some of the more responsible some of the older kids were like hey we gotta literally like do an absolute blitz of lake louise like we're running around the entire compound asking everyone like have you seen this person have you seen this person and uh, <laughs> yeah. so we ended up finding her um maybe about 20 minutes of searching we searched the entire compound someone knew where she was i don't even remember i didn't find her but i remember asking people like hey like have you seen this person from this and that and that and this? And uh, I remember when we found her, she was very distraught. She was crying and she was very upset. But I remember I gave her a hug. And in my... So at the end of in, in the end of camp, um, they write you letters to, like, say thank you or whatever. And I, in the letter, she said, I was so upset and it made me feel better when you found me and gave me a hug. Wow. So she was really happy about that. But she actually ended up calling her mom who is, I think her I think she was, she was from China, and she called her mom in China, like, while she was lost, trying to tell her mom what was going on, and I think her mom, like, called the camp. <laughs> but it didn't really matter, because we weren't at the camp, but we ended up finding her. So, long story short, not unsimilar to the motto of the RCMP, at the summer camp I was at, we always find our kids when we lose them. Is that the RCMP's motto? They always get their man. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's a pretty intense motto. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> always oh Oh, sorry, the first motto is, people come and get their English becomes better and they have a fun. <laughs> Second one, is if we lose a kid, which we never do, we always find them again. 100% of kids that come to our camp will make it home. Wow. Yeah. And so
0: basically what you're telling us is potentially Annie is, is listening and she's going to hear this story and she's going to maybe contact us.
1: Well, what I would say is if she is listening, the only reason she can understand... Our English is because she came to our camp and improved her English. So yeah, if anyone wants to improve their English and they're from from other countries around the world that are listening, I would say contact us and we'll give you the exact name of the camp. Um, so yeah, that uh, camp Schuwinigen. Camp Schuwinigen. No, that is a good name though. But um, yeah, I think that that would I would say has to do more about my summer camp experience. But I think we should talk about maybe what happened to you today.
0: Yeah, sure. We could talk about that. So. We're, we usually like to get a good early morning start on the recording, um, but... We, we uh, record
1: Sunday morning at the break of dawn. Break of dawn. Yep. Uh, yeah. First thing.
0: But things got a little bit complicated today. Um, I
1: was running a little bit late myself. Can, can we say that this is one of the first times in a few weeks that I've actually been on schedule? I'd say, yeah, No, you were the most on schedule today, and that's... I'm proud of you because the last two there have been. I almost got kicked off. Is that correct? You you've, you're on pretty thin ice, but yeah. uh, you've
2: made some changes in life real uh, recently, which we'll discuss afterwards. Yep. And uh, definitely looking forward to seeing how maybe this makes you a better person. Oh, that's yeah. okay. So <laughs> we uh, bond. I pick up Bond, and he's
0: got a little bit of uh, some like acid reflux going on. Uh, I get bad heartburn, heartburn, and so he he asked if we could go to. The shoppers drug mart on the way to the uh, recording studio and i say yep no problem so we go inside the shoppers drug mart we're shooting the shit we get what we need and we're about to uh, get out of there now we're in line and there's two people in front of us the first person at the cache is an older man and then behind him is a, a younger woman uh they're both checking lottery tickets Uh, I want to say a shout out to the younger woman that was, she let us go in front of her because she had about like 30 lotto tickets to check. Wow. Which can take a while. uh, Which can take a while, and we'll let you know exactly why. Um, But shout out to her. So the reason everything took so long was this man wanted to cash in his, uh, one, his Lotto Max, and the other one being a scratch ticket. So the problem with this scratch ticket. As you know, here in Ontario, uh, Canada, OLG is our lottery system. So I don't know if it's similar in other um, countries
2: where now, our listeners I are I actually from. have
1: reason to believe that's only in Ontario that is OLG.
2: No, no. I sorry. Yeah. I, we, I guess I. I think he meant like this. He was going to get into the specifics of more like we have scratch off tickets. we use using oh. coin, scratch things, and then there's a barcode. But there's a barcode, and I'm sure want. it's
0: probably the same worldwide. Like it's, I think that's pretty universal. And so, uh, anyway, so yeah, you scratch off the barcode to scan it to see if it's a winner. I would imagine that's pretty much the same around the world. The problem is, this guy had folded up his lottery ticket, especially around the barcode area, so the girl at the cash was unable to scan the ticket. She was doing her best. She's doing her best, and so she's unable to scan the ticket. So without her able to scan with the registered OLG like scanning device, she's not able to give out any money, because like, what, is she just supposed to take money from the till? Yeah. Well, this guy... Was losing his mind.
2: <laughs> he could not understand it. Did he I, win?
0: I, I well, I he think must. So. He must have had a winner, and he won his money. Now, it was he was cr- he was older, and so he's trying to to scan his ticket. And so he then is like rambling on to her, being like, "Oh, you know, this is unnecessary." Just like how old people always are, they always think they know like everything. And then, like I think it's especially irritating in this circumstance because like this is technology. And that's the one thing that older, older people, generations older don't know anything about don't know anything about. But they can never be wrong. Yep. So she's saying, well, like it, the ticket shouldn't have been folded because you've creased the the barcode, and so I'm unable to scan it. And he goes, well, this is unacceptable. Like, there's something you you must have to do about it. Like, like there's nowhere on the ticket that it says do not fold. <laughs> like, what the fuck, buddy? Like, first of all, I feel bad because this is a Shoppers Drug Mart. They're not even associated. They, they like, just, they're a vendor. Like exactly right. So, if you have a problem with the OLG product... Yep. Contact the official OLG retailer. Yep. They'll, they'll try to solve your problem. But he's just dishing it out to this girl. And like, he's just so arrogant and rude. He's just asking her, like, are we done here? Like, of course you know you're fucking done, man. You already
2: paid for your other stuff. Just get your fucking bag and move on. Like, he was not understanding the fact of why she wasn't able to scan it. And he's like, well, it doesn't say do not fold on the ticket. So, like, I should still get my money. It's like... Dude, you, you still folded the barcode, it can't be used anymore, you have to find another way to get your money, Like, like there's she's nothing not, she can do about this. That's the thing, she's
0: not saying that like your ticket is void, she's saying that under her power, her ability, she cannot give you the money because it's not like displaying in her machine because you folded the barcode. It's not, you know what I mean, it's not just like, oh yeah, it's not like they take a look at it and be like, oh yeah, yeah, you got uh, three in a row here, yeah, that's, that's 15 bucks, here you go, that's not how it works. Right, like you can, you don't even have to play the game. You just scratch the barcode and see if you win. So it doesn't matter. So this guy, he was a real piece of shit.
2: Um, I like your the impression. best part. The best part of it does, though, though. So after the lady in front of us lets us go, we just get one i two items. Um oh, yeah. get out on out of there. We, get, we go to walk to our car. We're walking right behind this man. He gets into his car, starts reversing. I thought he was going to go right through the store. And then <laughs> I think he changed his mind. Changed his mind. Because we watched him as we're getting in our car. He put his car back into drive, got back into the same parking spot, gets out of his car, and starts walking back oh, into Oh, you think he, go I think he was going to go scream at us? I think he was. Because he also, I was looking over, and it looked like he was kind of maybe, maybe he was on the phone, like a Bluetooth speaker or something, but maybe he was just talking to himself. Yeah. He looked but like he, he looked pretty upset spouting out some words getting out of his car and he stormed back into shopper's argument. We, do, we did not follow
1: him in to uh, get the rest of the story but I can only imagine I would not want to be that cashier. And so interesting I I, I always wondered this because I used to be a cashier and it's like for you two guys are, do you have any responsibility to step in and say anything to, to this person? So, I'm going to pause you first. Yep. You said, I always wanted to be a cashier.
2: No, I said, I, I was a cashier. Oh, okay. That I completely know. misheard you. Oh.
0: over here, that I heard, I always wanted to be a
2: cashier. I heard, I always wanted to be a cashier. <laughs> like, that was your dream job. And, and I, I was just going to say, no, you were a cashier.
1: <laughs> and you stopped showing up for your shift. Well, oh, oh my God. Oh, oh. I think that's what happened. So, first <laughs> of all, that is it's only somewhat true. My last two shifts... Shortly after I, the Christmas party, I believe. No. <laughs> no, the <laughs> only reason... No, I quit that job because um, we were. it was you, actually, that we were the lacrosse together, and I realized I, <laughs> I wanted to not work a cashier anymore. Uh, okay. And, um, and I only didn't stop turning over shifts in the sense that I didn't realize my shifts were at 3 o'clock. I, my two last shifts were at 3 o'clock, but we had soccer on both those days. And you and I played soccer together, so... Yeah, hey man. Then you're just a good team player. I was a good team player. And my last shift I will say is that I got called at about three o'clock from my manager and I think it was like a three to six thirty or it was a short shift and she was like, You're supposed to be here at three I said, Well I have soccer until at least four thirty or five and she said, Well, like, what? And I was like Yeah, I'm not gonna be there. She said And then I said, Do you still want me to come in though for an hour? And she said, Like, you, like obviously not. Like, we don't care if you come in for an hour but I still came in for an hour, so so you're a great employee. I too. will always be there to finish my job. Doesn't matter how bad of a job I do, I'll still be there to finish it. And to any uh, potential employers who are listening to this, trying to hire Noah, that
2: was a long time ago. He's a changed man. <sighs> yeah. You don't even
1: need a future player. You
2: know, what? <laughs> tandem bicycle is going to lift you to the moon, baby. We're gonna
1: we're once our once our once we talk about this contest exactly. But let's go back to let's finish the shoppers' drug story. Yeah. So long story short, whoever this guy is out there, like, just
0: you know what, maybe just chill out. Uh, there's just like it's.
2: It's so unnecessary. It was a scratch-off so, ticket. There's no way this guy won more than like ten bucks.
1: Yeah, maybe even fifty. You know and what I mean? He was like,
2: just, I don't know. He like, was just making a scene.
0: Like, if I was him, and okay, she wasn't being like compliant to his uh, requirements, then just go somewhere else. And maybe they have either more information about it. Like, just go to a legitimate, like in the grocery store, like the legitimate
1: OLG, like people.
0: So. I would like to ask... Just call the fucking number on the back
1: of the scratch card. I would like to ask both of you and and want to know what your thoughts on customer service are and how do you get good customer service and who is the right person to yell at. Okay, so I'm a big customer service. Like,
0: I don't even know. But I just, like, I need it. And that's one thing that makes your your experience either, like, subpar to unreal because there's always like a product like uh, whether it be checking out at a grocery store eating at a restaurant um clothes at a store and there's always things that can go wrong for example here where it's like it doesn't scan or like if it's fruits and vegetables or something's not working whether it's at a restaurant the the food is shit um whether it's at a clothing store and all the there's no sizes there's no nothing available for you Customer service is always the factor that will change that person's mind from totally giving up on um, the uh, the the whole business and like you know what I mean. Like if you had someone who was really good, uh, wait waitress, then you're not going to care about the shitty food as much. Yeah. Like I'm I'm still a pretty strong critic, but if you had someone who's bending over backwards for you, then
1: can you do? Well, so I have I have two two stories that I want to dive into in my own experience with customer service. My, my more question was like, let's say you're not getting part of a service you want. Who is the right person to abuse? Because I always find, for example, this cashier is like, if you yell at the person at the bottom, two things. One, they have no power. They can't do anything. And two, they're getting paid the least amount of money. So they actually don't care at all. Right. Which I don't think is their, the, their problem. But like, who is the right person to yell at? And when's the right time to yell at someone? So, my opinion on this one is I don't really think there's anyone you really ever
2: need to yell at. I get frustrated, yeah, different situations. I'm not gonna sit here and say I've never yelled at anybody. I have, <laughs> probably not on purpose, but also maybe on purpose. I uh, the whole thing really for me is like if there's nothing you can do, just at least be nice about it. Yeah. So like let's say the cashier today was super nice and friendly. Like even when the guy was leaving after he was giving her a hard time, she's like, "Have a nice day," all sorts of stuff, and. Uh, my thing is like, if she was super rude to him, okay. Now you're in a battle. Now that's the issue. It's like, just as long as the person's friendly, being like, "Hey, like, I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do to help you out. Like, I wish I could." And maybe they're like, called this number though. You know, that's fine. As long as you get someone who isn't sitting there being like, "There is nothing I can do," and then they just kind of like, tell you, to, "There's nothing I can do." Sir, stop. There is <laughs> nothing I can do if like there's no reason to say something like so that. So I
1: was thinking more on the lines of from the customer's point of view. How do you get that service that you are, if you feel like you're being, um, you feel like you're being under service, I guess, if you feel like you're not getting the service you paid for, so it, how it, do you get that service? I'd say What's dep- the appropriate course of action? It depends
0: on the situation. Like if you're, um, like in a restaurant you definitely have the ability to just be like, Hey, um, can, you know, can I speak to either a manager, bring the manager over and then tell them, listen, this server fucking sucks. I want to be served by someone else.
1: Have you ever said that? To, have you ever said that? Have uh, you I, done that? I
0: don't think I've ever had to ask for a different was so bad. server. So I... um, I've heard of stories where um, I've been served by actually a person and a buddy of mine went to the same restaurant, got served by the same person and they actually ended up asking for a different server because they sucked
1: so much. Interesting. So uh, the reason I asked, I actually have one story about the only, I'm usually a really polite guy and I would even say sometimes a pushover when it comes to service. I think that there are people that are trained in certain departments that if they know they have bad customer service, they're trained to not necessarily, they just just deflect, right? They don't care about being, like some people can deal with abuse. But um, basically last year, Bond, when you were out there with Adam, when you were working with Adam, and how and I plan to come visit you guys. Yeah. There, I had an issue with uh, my flights through Swoop Airline. Yeah. Where it was a bit of a fiasco where I booked my, my departing flight from Hamilton to Vancouver. Yeah. And instead of booking a return flight, I booked another departing flight. So I actually booked two flights that were departing. Two flights from Hamilton to Abbotsford. Yeah, both yeah. of them going to Ab- Hamilton to Abbotsford. And I didn't realize this until about four days before I was leaving. So I had to call in and say, look... Obviously I'm not going to Hamilton twice. I need to get back, right? Yeah. And so I had to sort it out. And my whole thing was when I was talking to my my customer service agent, I said, look, I know your company, like, if they want, they can just give me a full refund. Like, I know they can't. Obviously you have the power to, but they were saying they wouldn't they wouldn't allow that. They said, We can't give you a refund on that flight. You had 24 hours to fix it. But basically I was I would say I was extremely rude and extremely aggressive to my guy. Until I felt that he truly could not do anything, and then I was apologetic, and I was really polite after. So I think, like to me, I felt you need to be aggressive for assertive. a little bit. If you, want Ass- to be assertive. you need okay. to be assertive. Assertive, I think, is a better word than aggressive. I was probably assertive, but also a little bit aggressive. But uh, ask. Asgressive. Aggressive. asgress Yeah. But uh, uh, at, at the end of it, I ended up telling him, like, look, I'm really sorry about that. I got emotional. So I think it's important to still treat, treat people well, but you need to let them know that you're not a pushover. That you're not going to be fucked with. That you're not going to be effed with. But at yeah. the time, the underlying, the underlying issue that he kept bringing up was, you're the idiot that booked two flights going to Abbotsford. Don't put this on us. We're not the ones that made you do that. So that was on me. Um, and then I will say, I have one time in a restaurant that I've actually, this is going to segue really well into our next topic, that I actually, I went to an Angel's Diner in Guelph. And I will say, Angel's Diner, have you been to any Angel's Diner franchises? Been to many Angel's And Diners. you would say overall highly reputable Big restaurant? Fan. Okay. So everyone I've talked about Angel's Diner, they really, really like it. Yeah. And especially from, like, I know the Brantford one is almost, is almost famous for how good it is. The one in Guelph... I will say is probably one of the worst restaurants for breakfast I've ever been to in my life, and I've had I've had repeated bad experiences there. But um, for me, at the time, it's a nice find. Um, at the time of this incident, I went there and I was trying to get more of like a, less of an eggy breakfast and more of an alternative breakfast, and I ended up ordering waffles. And the waffles they gave me, our server was great. This is pre vegan day. This is this is about two years ago. Yeah, this okay. is pre vegan day. Um, the waffles they gave me, literally, it was I think it was ten dollars to pay for these waffles and it literally may as well have been two ego waffles out of a package with nothing else. And I paid $11 for it. And I just went to the um, the manager after the fact and I said, like, when I got them, I thought this was an absolute joke. For breakfast waffles, I could literally, these probably cost a dollar from the store to buy and prepare. Like, there's there's nothing involved here. And what I ended up doing was I, I still paid for my meal. I still gave the server a reasonable tip because of the bottom line is the bad waffles shouldn't come out of my server's pay. Um, and she was still a good server. But I told the manager, I said, look, this is an absolute joke that these are the waffles you serve. And I think that the price on the menu compared to what I got is completely out of whack. And she went into like, oh, there's hit like there's certain costs of running a restaurant and kitchen and stuff like that, that the price of food doesn't always add up. And they ended up giving me a $10 voucher. And I literally got the $10 voucher and said, funny that you gave me this because I am never coming back to use this because I I couldn't believe it wow you really stuck it to the man I wow. stuck it I stuck it to the manager and uh I will say since then I've never been back to Angel's Diner so good and, on you and I'll never I I will never go back to the one in Guelph and I probably won't go back to the other ones but that I'm, I'm you know well, I don't know how often you're out in like Brantford. That's what I mean. The, the close
2: one that was used to be in Waterdown right yeah, here near closed Burlington down. closed down. So I gonna that that does lead right into our next topic that I know Matt's very passionate about and I'm passionate in the opposite way. Tipping servers I'm right in and the middle. waiters and waitresses. I'm right in the middle. So I'm gonna get you guys to go in first. And uh, do you agree uh, with having to tip
1: waiters and waitresses? And why and why not? So Can I start? Sure. So just to give you some perspective, I was in New Zealand um, in the summer where they don't th- there's no tipping. There's no tipping, and not only that, but when you see a price on the menu, if it's twenty dollars. That's how much you have to pay, and that's it. So I've never been to Europe either. So is Europe a tipping culture, or is think, it just like America and I Canada? I think Europe is still a tipping culture, but maybe not as much as Canada. But that's what I mean. Going to New Zealand, there's no tipping, and then you can now so, get back to you. So, but like when so when something bad happens, what what would happen? What do you mean?
0: So like for example well, for example, how much does the server get paid in Australia for with no tips versus getting paid here with tips? So they would
1: and that's so that would be dependent on the restaurant, whereas like they might get paid between minimum wage or they might get paid more than minimum wage. And now wage. what do you
0: think the culture of the servers are when a customer complains and says, Hey, my food is shit, are they just like, well, I mean, I don't really give a fuck? <laughs> <laughs>
1: like sure i'll take it back but like there's nothing i'm gonna do for you so the only thing i will say about that is like there's so many other jobs that that there's no tipping that people still take pride in their work i don't think you necessarily my, need my big defense for that is like right now i'm working as a personal
2: trainer training people one-on-one i don't get a single tip after any one of my sessions but you still take
1: pride in your work yeah yeah i don't okay. think you need to get tipped to take like i think you should take pride in your work regardless of how much you get paid so I'm anti tipping, but with that being said,
2: I tip every time. I've yeah. never gone to a restaurant and I don't tip, and I always tip the fifteen to twenty percent. I know some people say it should be more. 15? Know, is fifteen, is that cheap? 20. Fifteen, bro, in twenty twenty.
1: I know people say eighteen. You're supposed to do. So what I I'm do, gonna
0: i've I've done fifteen for like crappy
1: service. Yep. And then I do twenty most of the time. So what I'm gonna say, this is something that I've I've talked to friends of mine that are servers, and they say because of the rates of inflation, you actually have to tip the same amount of percentage as the year it is in the 20s. So now it'd be 20%. Last year it was 19%. So I
2: always do the... I, I do between 15 and 20 depending on the service. 15 was cool in 2015? Not anymore. But so, I my issue here, just to just to start off because I know Matt's about to make me seem like an asshole like Noah does every episode. Um, <laughs> I not... am against tipping for the strict reason that it's a way of the restaurant to get out from having to pay the waiters and waitresses. And that, I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong in this, but... Uh, waiters and waitresses in Canada get paid below minimum wage. It's like a waiters and waitresses minimum wage, which is like multiple dollars short of our actual countrywide minimum wage. So it's a way for... And the reason is, sorry, because they make so much money on tips. Um, Tips are 100% expected, and that's why restaurants get get away with this, which I think is absolutely ridiculous, that it's just... Why can't restaurants just pay their employees a fair wage and shouldn't be on me going to their business to have to donate or not, Yeah, essentially donate money to the business just for them to thrive. I mean, I don't expect it as a personal trainer. I've never gotten a single tip. I don't think anyone else in any other job expects or gets tips. And I don't think this is on waiters or
1: waitresses whatsoever. This is strictly on the restaurants. So my question for you, Bond, do you ever think that maybe it's because you suck up her? <laughs> I, <think that, laughs> I think that every time.
0: <laughs> so like what I'll say is a lot of the times as well and, and, uh, and tipping as there's also tipping out and tip sharing. Yeah. So not only are you tipping the server, but you're also tipping like the, the cook. And I, and I don't like, I understand how it's like, why, when you just pay the restaurants like uh, the full wage which is like like i'm not saying if they got paid 20 dollars an hour that i still would believe that i should tip them i believe that i should tip them because they are making less and they're doing this job to earn a tip now if they do a bad job then that's that's a different point of view because then it's like well why why am i giving this extra money and that's why the percentile's you know, reflect kind of how good you do. So like my thing with tipping is like, I'll always tip just because that's the culture. And this is a, something that I would never want to do. But if I did it, I would
2: expect it. So I, I feel that I think i then you and I are on the same page with that. Cause I, I agree. It's something that I would never want to do. Be a server. Uh, I mean, maybe not never want to do. I actually yeah. don't. I like, take that well, back. I, I'm not I think that against it in terms it of like the
0: tipping war, I actually don't think you and I are as like butting heads as you think.
2: I'm just more vocal about being anti-tipping. Um,
0: I think the people that I really get upset with is people who uh, feel your way.
2: And don't tip. And, but don't
0: tip. Yeah. yeah. Because it's just like, well, that's not fair. Then don't go. Then don't eat at the restaurant. Then yeah, make it yourself. It is,
2: it is the culture that we... It just, is. It's unfortunately yeah. this is the way it is. Yeah.
0: Then so be it. Then like tip like it's like uh, that's just the way it is you know what i mean like it's it's literally knowing something is at a disadvantage and not helping it out just for the sake of you not believing in it then don't take part in that specific something
2: so this has really got to me for a second i just want you guys to both know that i got uh i got employee of the month for december because of the amount because of the amount of, of, the amount of uh, compliments my Did you uh, get employee of the month? I did get employee of the month. That's I got actually amazing. A 20, $25 gift card to Indigo. Okay, oh, so we, who needs a tip uh, when you're getting dollar gift cards? That's from my manager. <laughs> that's from my manager. She paid out. She pays it out of her own uh, own pocket. But I'm just thinking- so I just want you to know that the amount of compliments I got, I just got employee of the month at only my second month working there. So uh, shut the fuck up, Noah. Well, so <laughs> we, we can
0: actually spawn like you know we we uh, we can talk about other things that you get tipped at, whereas like bartender? maybe it's a little bit more uncommon, bartender. Uh, it, well that goes hand I hand put it with, with waiter server. waitresses yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they also make a lower wage someone um,
1: serving drinks at a golf course
0: yeah I don't I'm not too I, I think anyone know. serving
2: food and beverages are getting lumped together in this okay. specific
0: yeah, topic but I'm talking about like for example your caddy uh, at a golf course uh, well I've never used a caddy but how about like the doorman
1: oh, if we're talking about mater d's for a second I'm gonna lose no, I, I wouldn't tip the maitre d's I either. hate maitre d's I don't can you give a reason? I don't first of all I don't even use paper towels, so I don't even want it. Second of all, I don't need any help washing my hands in the bathroom. Just just for those who may not be familiar with what a mater D is. Please. So a or D is a pretty much a bathroom attendant, which like you go to some clubs and I think I think they're I think like they're good. Like for people that have a lot of money and go to really nice places, you want a mater D, I guess. But like for me, I don't want a mater D because I don't need it someone that will hand you paper towel when you go wash your hands in the toilet. Um, and I always just hate it because you you feel obligated to give them a buck, but I don't even sometimes I don't even want to wash my hands. Um, but that's a whole other thing. We won't get into that. No, but, I
0: really thought those people were called something else.
1: What did you think they were called? No, because I always I thought they were just called washroom attendants. I thought, I thought the maître
0: ma- d' was at the front of the restaurant. Yeah, they coordinated were people- the tables. Yeah, I thought that was what. But that's d was like too. only have fancy restaurants.
2: That's kind of why I wanted you to explain it. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't think that you and I have the same definition of a maître d' here. <laughs>
1: Okay, I was talking about bathroom attendants when you go to like a club. I hate. Yeah, I hate with gum, condoms. I hate yeah. when they like cologne. I hate when you see a bathroom attendant there. And, and they, they just, I found that like the club here in Burlington Island, they would just spray you with cologne. It's like, dude, you know, I, like, sprayed own, I sprayed you my own even, yeah, I sprayed my own cologne before I came glass, here, dude. Clashing. But that's what I mean. It's like almost like they overserve you in the sense because they're like, oh, I gotta get a tip. Like I gotta make sure I'm being helpful. But then they actually just being, uh, and I uh, and
0: yeah, like I mean realistically, a hindrance. I for sure have like that's something where it's like. I'm actually, if I ever were to give them money, it's out of you know I just feeling bad for them. And that's
1: what I mean. I'm gonna, which give them like
0: a- I don't know why because I don't know anything about them or how much money they make, but for some reason in that position, after I just like touched my dick and took a piss and then and wash my hands, and someone's gonna hand me the paper towel, and that actually brings us to another topic paper where towel? it's like the paper towel thing I mentioned I think uh, a few episodes back, where I don't even I barely Episode even seven. use it. I barely even use the paper towel. Yeah. So essentially he's, he's ripping it off and if he rips off a piece and I don't take it, does he just throw it out? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I think you usually give it to the next person, but I see what you're saying.
0: But like, I don't know, like just I, I think they're a nuisance too. I think they make you like what if you're going into the bathroom and like you know, you've had a stomach ache, you eat some osmos prior and like you're going in this bathroom, you look you look around, and you're like, Oh thank god, no one's in here. And I'm gonna crush the get toilet. The bathroom attendant in there, and he's just gonna listen to you.
1: That's what I mean. They and must, then you have they... to make eye contact with him when you get out. You know what? Maybe we should give him more tips. That's gonna be a tough job. <laughs> to listen to that? Oh gosh, yeah. What if he ever wants to use the bathroom? Well, who's gonna be there to he's... give him a paper towel? Yeah, and then he's leaving all his stuff in jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's t- That's true. I never <laughs> thought about that way. So yeah, I wouldn't really let's, tip them. Let's go back to I guess what you were saying about other people that we tip. So like
0: other people, we you would tip like uh, doorman at the hotel, like. But I think that's kind of a rich thing.
1: I've never used a hotel that has a doorman, so. <laughs> oh. Uh. <laughs> a little sad life. But it is so interesting <laughs> to think that, like, you would literally have someone whose job it is just to open doors open for people. Doors. And there are people out there that are, they're so wealthy that they wouldn't even want to open their own door. Well, yeah, I, like, I don't I
0: mean, think it's, I don't think it's that. I think it's just, they want, they want to be top of the line in, in terms of service, where yeah. it's like, when you come to our hotel, our establishment, we don't we don't even want you opening doors. Like, we, like... We want to make you feel... Because a lot of these places, right? It's not necessarily just for the rich. It's for people to go and feel like they're rich. So true. Right? So it's so like, true. if you got it as a gift or something like that, you might not have the money. So they want to make you feel like you're high class no matter who you are coming into their establishment. Your
1: hair your hair person. Your hair cutter. Oh, yeah. my hair guy? Hairdresser. So
0: I I have a big thing about the hair guy. The tip is interesting okay? for hair people. Because, so like, the tip is based on... Um, you know, like them also doing a service. Yep. I have no idea
1: how they get paid. I think they get paid some whatever, like I think they're, they're kind of like um, contractors. I now think.
0: I think like just tipping in general.
1: Yeah. Is it's just about
0: complimenting somebody on their service. Yep. I, I would, I would imagine, right? Like being able to give somebody money, being like, I know you're getting a wage for this. That's going to get highly taxed, but here's, here's, here's something for me. That's just for you. Why don't you go buy some beer? Like for example, how about this? The Burlington Post kids. Oh, Nobody they... has a fucking problem giving them five bucks
1: every single time. No, uh, no, I used would...
2: to deliver papers, and I would be the guy going around. So I, I to used ask, to do it, too. I used to, I used to ask for money, and there was very few people who would pay. I actually I really like that, that we
1: brought that up, because I think that... I actually think this the whole Burlington Post thing is
2: kind of... I think it's kind of messed up. Yeah, it's kind of a... I guess it's a good one, but... Because like, I used to deliver the newspaper, and it's a newspaper. Burlington Post is free, so you didn't yeah. have to pay for it. And... I would go around and you definitely get some very generous people like five bucks, ten bucks, Christmas time. I got so like a couple of twenty bucks. Anything. But most people, they like won't like I no, found like the, no, or no, you. or they'll literally give me like a loony, which. So, well, now it's those.
0: interesting. So for when, because uh, I was also a Burlington Post delivery boy. You yeah, we're crossing turf. Uh, now, eh? when you when you knock on the door, this you this is what you say. <laughs> you say, would you like to donate to the Burlington Post? Not to me. Not to yourself. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's why. They actually, because the money goes in an envelope, and you actually have to, you
1: have to submit it.
0: You have to submit that money. Do you, um, do you need to keep it. Well, like technically no, but like I don't actually remember.
1: I don't remember. I might have kept it. I might not have. I don't think I did. Wait a minute. So you're telling me that
2: you do all the work. You didn't get any of the money. You're supposed to send it to the Burlington Post. So that's what I mean. And I think they they, they give you fifty percent or something.
0: Yeah, something like that. Whereas what would usually happen and where I was, I was doing it in like a complex and what a lot of times it happened, you know, Hey, would you like to donate to the brilliant post? A lot of people would say no, Yeah. but this is for you. Yeah. Oh. That was common. That, that's oh. what my parents always did for the kids uh, living on our court. Yeah. Same. And so they would, they would say like, no, but like this, this money is for you. Like they give them 10 bucks, 20 bucks or whatever.
1: Like cause it's usually little, little kids. You know what? How much how much work would it be really? Like four hours a week? Uh, it's actually pretty brutal. So how it comes is that, I used to do it, yeah. I used to do it. I, know, I know the really like yeah the tell, papers, tell our listeners the paper
0: yeah. shows up in different sections These you got bundles. the flyers and then you have the main paper and then you actually have to sort it all together yeah, build it you have to build, build the paper. It, build the paper and then like roll it or however you want to Stack hand it, it. out. Uh, Did you have a little cart? Uh, yeah, the cart the cart you usually you just had to buy on your own. yeah
1: Bond Bond like a former beauty he carried his around in a hockey bag. No, I had a cart. <laughs> so,
2: uh... I only delivered to 18 houses. That's, that was it. So that's also... Uh, it hindered my the amount I was able to make. It still about, felt like a thousand, I think I had
0: 40 doors. That's 40 pretty... That's doors. quite a bit. Wow. I did it with someone else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we shared it, and... Yeah. Uh I actually did it, because it used to be a friend of mine on the street that used to deliver on our street. Yep. And I that's how I got... That's how I got into the post-game. And... Uh, that a buddy of mine wanted to do, and I was like, "Oh yeah, like I've got experience doing it. Let's fire it off." And yeah, that's great. Like sometimes you knock on people's doors, like you get some crazy experiences. Like I knocked on a guy's door, and he can't—he'd answer like just in a towel, like breathing heavy, <laughs> like he must have just been banging. Like it was really. But as, a, as an
1: eight-year-old kid, you have no idea.
0: Like and then, like in this, that like, complex. Sometimes you get the classic, like knock on the door when you. When you knock, it's the door just all of a sudden slightly opens, and you're like, well, fuck this. <laughs> so uh, there were some scary houses, and the worst part is we would split up to to get it done. Yep. And the worst part was when you fucked up because these people like are adamant if they didn't want the Burlington Post, they weren't going to have the
1: Burlington Post. Dude, I will say, I'm having issues right now canceling the Burlington Post. You can't. You can't, can't cancel, cancel it. it. It's, a free, it's free. You it's can't free. cancel it. Well... To be fair, so as a
2: delivery kid, they'd always send you a couple extra papers. Yeah. and you'd always, So you'd always have extra. And then they send you a list of the houses that are like no longer being like, that no longer want the post or something. Yep. I never looked that list. I just, <laughs> I lived on a house or a street with 20, with 20 houses. I delivered to 18 of them. I think a couple of those people canceled over the time, and one of them like added. I eventually just started delivering to literally all twenty. houses. <laughs> it was I just wouldn't collect them from those two houses, <laughs> honestly, because I was just too lazy to look at the list every week. And now, did you ever
0: get in the predicament where you you'd go up to a house and then you'd realize there's like five stacks of of Burlington Post papers? Yeah, and, now and they, you just add it to the stack, and, and nothing now they in have your six stack, nothing yeah. in your mind is just like I'm not gonna put one here. You just Place it on top, and as like as if they're gonna read this one.
1: Yeah, I would, I would definitely do that because so, it was less that I had to deal with. So that I'm actually I'm glad that you brought that up because I literally just called the Burlington Post three days like last week, and this I called them the second time canceling, and this was the second time where I wasn't gonna let out my frustration and yell at them like I said I would earlier, but I was like, okay, if I get it again next week, I'm gonna call them back again and yell at them. But what you're saying is, I gotta wait in the morning to figure out when this kid is bringing it, and then I gotta talk to that person. Yeah, oftentimes it's like a ten year old kid. They're not looking at the list and remembering the address. I gotta talk to like the Like I kid. usually,
2: I usually just memorized everything. Yeah, like I went off memory. So if anyone canceled, then I just sorry. wouldn't go to that house. Well, for me,
1: they were still getting it because I wouldn't <laughs> look at the updated list. Because I literally, I when I canceled, they're like, "Oh yeah, it'll probably come for three more weeks, and if it keeps coming after that, call us again." And it kept coming, so I called them again. But interesting, I'll be, keep my eye out for like the post. And school. I never, I've never had like. I've had multiple,
0: multiple people cancel, but I've never actually had any additions. I've never heard anyone say, hey,
2: I'd like to start getting the post. I don't think I've had that. I, I don't that. think i had that. You say I've had that, like you're still delivering. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 17 well, years. still well, so the same route.
0: The guy who's literally delivering to your house is me. <laughs>
1: and I'm not going to cancel. So I've actually got a question about tipping servers. Okay. So are there different messages you can send with a tip? And, like, what, to me, you guys might not have the answer to this, but, like, what is the ideal flirty tip? Flirty tip? Yeah. The ideal
2: flirty tip, yeah. like, in terms of... S- 69%. <laughs> like, in terms of percentage, or, well, like... No, I'm
1: just thinking, like, like... Or anything that ends with a 69. Because I think I think serving is an interesting industry because I think part of the job, with whether it's a male or female server or whatever... Seduction. It's, it's a bit of seduction, right? And I think there are times where the seduction probably does line up, well, like, maybe they are... Like, they're it's a flirty job but sometimes they're probably legitimately are flirting and um i wonder what like if you if you think you had a really good connection with your server and i think like sometimes they come to the table and they talk to everyone but they kind of talk to you a little bit more you know like you like sometimes i think you can tell if you're being flirted with by them maybe i don't know but um is there is there an ideal like tip if you if you're gonna try to leave like a number let's say you're gonna try to leave your number or try to like leave a message what's the ideal tip for that situation do you want to tip really high or is, is too high too much? So, here's what I'll say. You're not trying to buy them, but... If
0: you're trying to leave a number and you're trying to associate a number of, like, money that you want to give this person so that they call you... Yep. Well, they're probably not going to call you because their objective was achieved when you left a high amount of money. So, the how you would do it is either you tip them, normally... Yep. And then you would actually just talk to them face-to-face. Yep. And just say, hey, like, you know, I really thought this was you were a great server. <laughs> I would love for you to serve me more in my life. You know, I don't know. You'd say something. I really, stupid. I really
1: thought when you brought my water and you you graced my shoulder as you put the water down, I thought we had a connection, something like that. Yeah, okay. sure.
0: Just be like, I, you know, I think you're a cool person. You know, from as far as I can tell from your serving okay. abilities.
1: So just keep. You just look keep, like you'd make a great wife. What you're saying is play it cool. Play, play cool, cool treat and it then, like if
0: you actually think you have a chance with them, just talk
1: to them. Okay, um, don't try to buy them. Talk to them.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say. I think uh, it's twenty twenty. We don't buy people anymore. I like that. So I, I I
1: haven't actually said my stance on
2: tipping people at restaurants. Yeah, let's hear it. You said you were in between at the beginning, but so
1: I used to be. I used to be a vocal, a vocal opposition like Bond. But now I just realized, you know what, like, I don't even care. I always was the guy who was like, oh, I disagree with tipping, blah, blah, blah. But I'm also the guy that does 20%. Yeah. And I'm also, for me, one of the things I will say is I always like to round it up to whatever the nearest dollar is. So if it's like, if it's 51 cents, I'm always going to put on something and then 49 cents to make it even flush at the dollar. But uh, you know what? I have a lot of friends that are servers, and I do think that it can be a pretty grueling job. 100%. Not to say that other jobs are. I agree. But... Uh, all the kids out there that are out there, this is because obviously like, some of them, some of them make two hundred fifty bucks a night on top of their wages. Like they can make a killing, yeah. but the bottom line is the industry is open for everyone. So if you if you think if you
0: think that's that's an easy way to make money, then, then just
1: get it, go and- get it in yourself.
2: I agree, and that's why my my uh, my complaint isn't with waiters and waitresses it's the, at all. It's with the institution that has developed that they're now that waiters and waitresses make less than minimum wage strictly because it's on because the they Because they're expected to tip. They're and that's forced why, to
0: almost earn their money, whereas like they yeah. could just recognize that they have a hard job to do, so we're just going to pay you. Yeah, so like, I'm
2: not against... Waiters and waitresses, they have a hard job. They're doing
1: good stuff. It's the restaurants themselves that I have an it's, issue with. It's the economic system. Yeah, that, that's where I might issue That issue-wise. seems to be exclusive to North America and Europe, but also my question that I'm going to leave with here, we're going to have the answer for it. Would it be better if all of... Like economic systems were kind of on a service-based, um, per- like if everything was a little bit cheaper and you decided how much you would give depending on service. Imagine yeah. go, go to the grocery store and like, you know, if, if people help you, you give them a little more or less, right? Now I'm
2: pretty sure there is a restaurant. Uh, I can't remember. I read it. I read it on uh, on Reddit actually. Um, it's owned by someone famous. I want to say not Mark Wahlberg. No, I want to say it's like Bon Jovi or Jimmy Buffett or something. <clears throat> And they own a restaurant where Margaritaville. It's not <laughs> Margaritaville though. You actually just pay for what you think the food was worth after you ate it. So you, it's the food, the meal can be free, or it can be worth like a hundred dollars. You actually just leave what you think the meal was so worth. So interesting. I don't know if what? it's still around or how sustainable that business <laughs> model was. And I read that on Reddit, so I don't know the uh, facts on this. But there you go, Noah. That's developed. Over I there feel somewhere. like
0: hard to say. Like I think some people would like. So if you're getting a steak. Okay. Now, when you're judging the steak, depends on how critical you are, you might judge the actual grade of the beef, quality of the, the meat. quality of the meat, and then you also might judge how it was cooked, but then a lot of it might actually do with your server. So I you know, I wouldn't say like you're actually judging just the meal, Like you're judging the whole experience. Yeah. How much was this experience worth well, to you?
2: the servers are under the most criticism because... Let's, let's be honest when I don't if know, they fuck
0: it up like that's well, gonna when cost we were, at, whole uh, we were
2: a lot. at Chuck's Roadhouse and we had somebody who literally I, I arrived late to it or to the uh, dinner with our friends when they were back in town over Christmas and I probably sat in the in the chair while everyone else had drinks the waiter waitresses saw me come in and join the table. They did not come back to the table for forty five minutes. Oh
1: my goodness! I didn't
2: have water. I didn't have a beer. I didn't have food. I didn't have anything for forty five minutes. And and that's after we asked her and she said, "Okay, yeah, I'll be right back." And Never. then another friend went up to the bar and asked for somebody to come serve us, and nobody came. Wow, forty five minutes. That's tough. So that was a bit of a battle. And those <laughs> those are the situations where yeah, it's 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 the waiters and waitresses who get blamed on that. Well, I think like, even for the food, I think. I think I like get judged a lot because. I usually am never too rude to the
0: um, waiter or waitress, but people people seem to think I'm rude because I'm very truthful about what I thought about the meal. For example, there was this time we were at, um, for my girlfriend's uh, who, brother's birthday, maybe? If, if you didn't like
1: a meal, it's okay to so tell the server you didn't like it.
0: I got the fish and chips, and so did uh, another person that was sitting beside me. And I didn't care for it whatsoever. I basically didn't even eat it. Um and so the server came over and basically just asked like, oh like is everything all right like whatever and I just said ah you know what no just just take this away like it's not very good at all yeah like you know what I mean they ended up giving it to me for free but I was just truthful I like they they tried to criticize me after that I was rude to the waitress where it's like no she asked me how was my meal and I said it was shit. Because like, that's how you felt. She said sorry. And I said, yeah, like N- no, it's not a big deal. Because they asked me if like I wanted something else or if I wanted to take the go. And I'm like, no, I don't want anything else. I'm good. Like You know what I mean? Like I just didn't feel like <laughs> eating. Uh, and they they comped it. And I said, oh, wow, thank you so much. That's like, really kind of you to do that. And so...
1: So... so- Well, I was just gonna say. I think the bottom line is what Matt is. What I'm getting from that is that we always. You should always give feedback, whether it be positive or negative. So if that's part of the reason why no one wants to give us a message, but even be if, polite about it. But even if you hate the pod, we'd still like to hear that feedback, correct? Right? Yeah, I'll just
0: fucking ridicule you on the next one. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> I think we'll wrap up this uh,
2: this segment here, and all I'm gonna say is that running a podcast is a service. <laughs> uh, if you guys do feel like donating, just send us a message. We'd be
1: okay. We'd be okay with donations. Yeah, we have a and,
2: GoFundMe.
0: Uh, GoFundMe. GoFundMe.com/slash/three guys in a pool
2: shed. It's not a GoFundMe right now, but just message us on Instagram. You can even and, e-transfer uh, me in my bank. Yeah. No, no. No. E-transfer or PayPal. Just yeah anything
1: like that uh, really we're you're just supporting to, we're
0: starting to sell uh, percentiles of the business <laughs> so if you want to be an owner
1: but we only we only have 99% we available, only have correct? 99% we've already, already sold 1% yeah, we already, well, well, actually we, we gifted, it. gifted it we gifted it wow so that was yeah I like you say someone who I it was yeah. a
2: fake 1% <laughs> oh oh was it oh, okay. so we have yeah.
0: full 100% we okay. own
2: full 100% we'll get into the legal details if it comes down to a legal battle we'll have to have that legal battle we have a lawyer yes <laughs> <laughs> um so, lastly, I know uh, no I kind of brought it up a little bit earlier. But,
1: uh, Noah, you're doing a dry January here. Okay. How's that going so, for So, first of all, we, we we kind of glazed over the New Year's resolutions. But I, I, liked, I like New Year's because it gives you an opportunity to just kind of like even – you don't have to do something the whole year. But let's try to do a little bit of a positive change for the meantime. And when I looked at what can I change about my life, I've realized that maybe I'm, – I'm doing dry January. I did it last year, and it wasn't too bad. And uh, I just figured like – I drank a lot over the break, I did, about a, I did about a 10 day bender, and in that 10 day bender it was also about 13 out of, I think it was 12 out of 13 days of drinking, and 10 of them were consecutively. So I like to follow up, when you do a bender like that, I always like to follow up with maybe tip the scales the opposite way, so I'm doing dry January, and what that means is there's no alcohol consumed in the month of January. Now last year I did it from January 1st to January 31st and I actually drank on the 31st. This year I'm gonna try to make it all the way through to February. And um, I just figure, I think it's a good way to start off the year, start off fresh. And that way by the time you hit February you haven't necessarily made any bad decisions that can sometimes be associated with drinking. And uh, also it's a good idea to challenge myself to like, you know, the things that I'm so used to doing, can I maybe make a change in my life? That would be the opposite. I'm definitely looking forward to updates on how your non-drinking is going. So I had my first I had my first night out last night of non-drinking. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah, I want to hear all about. Did this. you still
1: do? You still enjoy it? Yeah. Good. Yeah. And uh, so one of the going into it, I was like, "Okay, if I'm going out and I'm going to be in a place that I'm usually drunk, it's like, what do I need to do and how do I need to behave?" And I think, can I still do the same things that I would do if I was drunk? If I'm not drunk, and do I even know how to do that stuff? I've been to the bar so many times that I could, I could, I could be drunk without being drunk. But uh, also, it gives you a little different perspective, and it lets you know, like, what are you, what are, why are you going out? What's so important about getting drunk? Um, and for me, I still socialized, still had a good time, and you know, I came back with my wallet being a little bit fatter and my head pounding a little bit less the next day.
0: Now, how did you feel your tolerance of like other people was, like other people who were blatantly drunk and like maybe a bit obnoxious? How could, how did you handle it when you, because like for me. When I am sober and I have to like pick up drunk people or like whatever, that's the worst. (laughs) Like there's nothing I hate more than that. Like you show up and then you're just rowdy and you're just fucking listening to them, just being like you don't know what you're talking about because you're hammered. Now, did you were you able to handle that okay?
1: So I would say that I actually have quite a bit of professional experience in this field, given the fact that I used to work as a security guard right. in, uh, for Dragon Security when I was a kid. And I also used to when work... When a kid. When I was 18. <laughs> and I also used to work on the Chancellor's bus, which would be a bus where I'd pick a bunch of drunk kids. Yeah. Um. So I'm pretty used to talking to drunk people when I'm not drunk. But I'm also... um I'm a psychology major, so I'm pretty much a chameleon. So that's what I mean. Like, when you say, is there a contrast between people being drunk and not, I see that contrast... But in so many different aspects of life in general, that it, to me it's just the same. It's the same shoes, but just on different feet.
0: Now you say that you're a psych major, so you're a chameleon. Yes, I consider myself a chameleon, but I'm not <laughs> a psych major.
1: <laughs> and so, I think Bond he's he's an expert more in the subject. But there are two types of ways to be a chameleon. You can either be born a chameleon, or you can be built into a chameleon.
0: I think I was born, and I was built. Hmm. So who's stronger of a chameleon? Let's find out.
2: I can't even see Matt. He's blended into the pool shed so much. Uh, So I just want some clarification on your dry January. Is dry January strictly for alcohol? As opposed
1: to hard drugs? No, I'm not even going to say hard drugs. Marijuana is legal in Canada. Yeah, so I mean, I could smoke weed if I wanted to. And that's last year I smoked a lot of weed while I was doing it. But uh, to be honest, I'm not going to say that I'm done smoking weed. i just say that my consumption of weed in the last month compared to what it was the previous month has been almost 100% less. So you have not smoked. I haven't smoked weed this year, no. In 2020. 2020, no. That is wild. Good for you. The, well, th- I don't necessarily, I don't like the good for you of smoking weed. Yeah, as you or- know what?
2: I'm not against weed, so I don't that's, really know why I'm saying good for you. That's what I mean. But, but more you're doing something
1: and you're abstaining from something, so yeah. good for you on the willpower, I guess I'll say. And that's, I'm a bit of a willpower specialist. Um, So yeah, thank you very much. Good on you. Yeah. Yeah, so that's dry January. We'll we'll keep it in. I I plan on dry January still going out and doing the things that I would do if I was drunk, but just doing them sober and just kind of seeing the contrast. Awesome. So last thing we're going to really briefly touch on, uh,
2: thoughts are out there with Australia, what's currently happening out there. I was actually just talking with a client of mine who he's from Australia, and he was talking to friends back there, and I guess this upcoming week, it's supposed to be around 49 degrees Celsius, (sighs) Celsius with a dry cold front coming in, so... Essentially, that means no humidity, which means the fires are only going to get worse. Uh, they're hoping for rain this upcoming weekend, and I've been seeing so many, like, things out there about the animals and stuff uh, that are dying out there, and it seems like Australia is, they're in a pretty tough predicament, so thoughts are out there with them, and if you guys want to donate, feel free to That's do what it, and
1: Noah has himself. I think I would just recommend everyone, like, if you're not going to do anything else, there's literally no amount of money that is too small to donate. So, even if it's a dollar or two dollars, it doesn't matter, just... Throw it over there because they're they're gonna need it. Okay, so moving on to uh, the contest that we talked about
0: at the beginning. Um, basically, the contest is uh, simple, simple, simple rules, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but there is a great
1: prize at the end, which will be the prize. Actually, is pretty decent.
0: A uh, no, you want to tell us about the prize? So
1: have you guys ever watched uh, the Saturday Night Live Jeopardy skits from like the early two thousands? Yep. They're so fun. I just remember because I think Will Ferrell was Alex Trebek. Yeah. And I remember there was an episode where he was like, all right, um, this next question to win the game is literally just write anything on the paper. <laughs> and Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds would write like, either like a dick or like, like a, a fuck you. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I feel about this one. Um, so the, sw- the, the prize is a very exclusive a very exclusive prize in the sense that there's literally, it's the most unique prize in the world, and you probably will never find a replica of this one. In the fact, it's only a one. I don't want to say never because it's about to blow
2: up. Oh, but. okay. Uh, You will be getting uh, something free, um, and we are willing to ship anywhere in the world. Oh, are we? I I will cover the cost. Oh, my goodness. But to win this prize, what do they have to do, Matt? (laughs) (laughs) All you have to do is direct, be the, we said
0: seventh? Seventh. Be the seventh person to direct message three guys in a pool shit on Instagram. Uh, You can literally say anything literally like it would help if maybe you said hey hey i'm entering the contest but even if you message us and say hey guys i just listened this is awesome and you didn't even know about the contest (laughs) and you're the seventh person you won you would even you would even take
1: if someone pocket messaged and it was just a bunch of jumbled letters you wouldn't even care
0: you wouldn't even care it's just be the seventh person so in order to be the seventh person what are you gonna have to do you're gonna have the direct message the three guys in the pool shed It's not hard. It takes about five minutes. It takes takes two seconds. Literally, what we're going to do is we're going to post a picture. uh, Of all the DMs. (laughs) (laughs) I don't (laughs) know. We're going to post a picture. um, As we upload this, as we upload this podcast, we're going to post a picture. So think about this. We're going to get your like on the picture. And you may or may have not already listened to the podcast once you have liked the post but it's actually you can literally message us via the post you can just click like you don't message, even have to yeah. go to direct message you just click the like the, the send message that little, that little arrow the yeah. little airplane thing yeah and literally send it back to us and we'll know that 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 will count so just do something be the seventh person and you're going to win uh, a really sick prize um we maybe maybe we'll
2: post a picture of the prize <laughs> I think we'll post a picture of the prize after they've won it. We really want to keep the suspense here, but yeah. comments on the post do not count as a submission. <laughs>
1: yeah. So uh, my question on that though, are they let's say they had two like if they had an Instagram and a Finsta, can they can they message on both to be as like two submissions or how does that work?
2: people can only submit one per person. Okay. If, person. if you make a fake Instagram and we find out about it, you will be disqualified.
1: Oh, And maybe even blocked?
2: If you make a fake Instagram, and we do not find out about it, you will get the prize. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I don't know how else the fuck we would monitor that. But anyways, that's it. And uh, I hope that we actually get some participants, because I think now for the last three episodes, I've maybe vented about... I think it's been the last seven. Like, our unique relationship with our listeners. You know, we can see that you guys are still listening. Even though I've... Growing listening. We have more. We are growing. We
2: are now... We were... Start of, uh, when we started this, we were in one country and that was Canada. We're now in eight countries, constant listeners. Uh, they're growing, it's just not the most interactive population. We just so,
1: literally, just need all we want to do is just like a, we want to grow a community. Yeah, we, we want, want everyone to be reaching out and be pool shedders together. Well, oh, that's oh. big. And I would say that we don't want to, we don't want there to be like this thing where it's like a power, like we're the ones that are in power. We want to all be equal with our listeners. We want to, I think that's, that's great. I think we just want to build a community here
2: where everyone feels safe. They can, they can message each other, message us, and just try to win prizes. Maybe even a buy and sell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So please, it's in your best interest. Send us a message. And uh, good luck to everybody who participates. Yeah, absolutely. And I uh, hope everyone's having a great 2020. Welcome to the next decade. All right. Goodbye.